The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. While the residents of Dipslut are in the streets yet again protesting over a service delivery, but this time focusing really on the issue of crime. Now, there are a number of issues that have affected and plagued Dipslut for years, but the recent killing of some of their leaders, including a CPF official, has of course led to the protest that we are seeing. Joining us for this conversation today is Lefangala, who is a community leader with the Dipslut Community Forum. Lefa, good morning to you. Morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Lefa. Thanks for making time to speak to us today. Velile Madlingozi is a customer services manager at ESCOM in Gauteng. Velile, good morning. Good morning, Velile. All right, we seem to be having uh, issues. Good morning, Katia. Oh, okay. Everyone. There, there you go. We've got you loud and clear on the line. Good morning. And Ntatisi Madingwani is the spokesperson for the city of Johannesburg. Ntatisi, good morning to you. Thanks for your time, too. Uh, good morning, Jeffrey, and good morning to the listeners. All right. Later on in this hour, we'll be joined by the Gauteng Police Commissioner, Elias Mawela. Lefa, let me come to you. These protests that we're seeing this week have been sparked by killings that took place in the past week and a half, if, if <coughs> I can put it that way. But what we know on record is that between January and March this year, there were at least 20 people killed in Dipslut. The number of breakings, robberies that are reported at the police station have declined comparative to the same period last year. But do you believe that that is an accurate reflection of the kind of criminality that the residents of Dipslut are living with? I think it's not a true reflection, my sister, because the reality of the matter is that you will remember that we complained that uh, every weekend we find bodies lying on our streets. But these days it's getting worse. Even during the week, people are getting killed. Those who are coming back home from work, you know, in the darkness of this winter, they are getting shot and killed by criminals in the street of Dipsnut. So... I don't think what you are talking about is a true reflection of what is happening on the ground. Let's talk about what you have seen in as far as these latest killings are concerned, Lifa. Come again? I'm saying let's talk about these latest killings and what has happened that has sparked these protests. You know, um, two incidents that I can just talk about, for example, in extension one, there was a break in there. Uh, a woman was hit by a hammer on the head, and she was with a child, a 14-year-old child, who was shot at in the stomach. That's just to show how merciless are these criminals. And um, the former CPF chairperson, Mr. John Makula, as someone whom people are looking up to, you know, he was responding to a, 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 rob, a robbery too. This criminal shot him again, and he went to the hospital. He fought for his life there, and he succumbed to the wounds. Ultimately, he passed on. As we are speaking now, 
is lying on a mortuary. It's very much painful. So those are the issues that we are talking about because now these criminals, they are not only attacking ordinary uh, people, they are even attacking um, leaders. You know, you'll know that a CPF member is someone that, you know, is working very close with the police. If such individuals can be attacked, it must be an indication that indeed there is a problem in Gipsloot. Lefa, when you talk about community members waking up to bodies on the streets, what do you mean by that? I mean people who are killed. You know, it's, it's very much painful. You know, and one another incident, two uh, individuals, they were found at a dumping area in Extension 13. These are the people who have been tracked out of their own shacks and be killed on the streets. What kind of life is that? Remember, you know, in Gipsload, some of us, we are, we are raising kids here. We've got families. And we want our families to grow up in an environment that will make them responsible, you know, individuals in the future. How can we raise people in such an environment? It's very difficult. That is why we are calling on the president to come to Gipsload so that ultimately we've got a permanent solution on this. Uh, incident. What would you say are, are the key drivers of, of crime in your community? Uh, service delivery can be part of that because majority of uh, these uh, criminal issues, they are happening in informal settlements, you know. And police will tell you that even their cars cannot be driven in such areas because the roads are not proper, you know, and there are no lights, it's very dark at night. And people are staying close to each other. Criminals are taking advantage of such environments. That is why when we are making the call, even yesterday, when we are coming from the office of the president, we said we want even the minister of human settlement. Because it's not only the problem of policy. The service delivery is on top of this thing because that's where, you know, this kind of crimes are happening. Yeah, I mean, when, when I listen to what you said earlier, Lefa, even about, um, you know, this this robbery that had taken place, it's absolutely chilling. The distinction that you make around how um, the, the area, the lay of the land is, you have your more formal housing in the form of RTP houses and other, um, you know, formal structures. And then you have your informal uh, settlements that are part Ooh. of Dipsut. Do you find that the levels of crime differ between your more formal living areas versus the, the, the informal settlement? No, they, they really differ, my sister. They really differ. Hence, I'm saying to you, all these uh, incidents of killings of our people, mostly they're happening in informal settlements. Because where you've got proper structures and tie roads, it's very difficult for the criminals to operate there because they can be easily seen, number one. Number two, they can be easily caught. You know, they are taking advantage of areas where it is difficult even for the police to go there. We organize ourselves at some stage uh, for, for the patrol. Some of the patrollers were attacked too. You know, that's how difficult these situations are.
All right. We're going to continue this conversation in a moment. You've heard from Lefangala. He's a community leader with the Dipsuit Community Forum. In a moment, I'm going to bring in um, the customer services manager for ESCOM um, in Gauteng to explain what is this power situation and, of course, the city of Johannesburg. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue with our Municipal Watch feature. We're focusing on Dipslut um, for this week. You've already heard from Lefa, who represents the community, painted a picture of what life is like in Dipslut. Velile, you are with ESCOM in Gauteng. You're the customer services manager. The issue of electricity seems to be central to what residents um, you know, believe is driving the high levels of criminality because it gets dark, can't see where they're going, and that's when robbers come in. Um, yes, and good morning again. Yes, we are fully aware of the issues that are happening in the area, which uh, it also makes it uh, difficult for us as ESCOM to operate in that area, in deep slot. Um Things that we have done, just, just, just to give you a background, things that we have done previously was to engage in public meetings to educate and inform customers what is happening, why are we having this difficulty in servicing them. Because what is happening now, we are not servicing parts of uh, deep slot uh, because of illegal connections that are in the area and the safety of our employees, um, which makes it difficult for employees to work, uh, to go and work in that area. Um, the, the community, what they have done right now, I can safely say they've took over our network and then in a, in a point that they've installed their own transformers uh, in our network. We can operate in those networks because they are not uh, installed by ESCOM and they are not according to ESCOM standard, which they are unsafe. So when we come across to those such, we don't work in those areas. Okay. That's uh, the reason. So, so sorry, Velile. I'm going to ask you just to uh, slow it down for me and, and let's take a, a couple of steps back, right? You started okay. by saying by, by saying that you're fully aware of the issues in Dipslot. What do you as ESCOM understand to be the issues of, 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 of Dipslot? What are you talking about there? Okay. Um, the issues, it's one of those that illegal connections that affects ESCOM directly. It's illegal connections that customers have done in the area. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, the, 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 the increase of the area, it is also bringing problems to, to, to us as, as, as ESCOM to a point that um, everyone in that area, I think they, 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 they demand to have electricity for free. That's why they are connecting for, for, for free and getting these illegals and buying their own uh, transformers wherever where we don't know, which affects the network. Um, and again, it also affects the, the, the lives of other community members that are willing to buy electricity or willing to work with ESCOM. You said that you are currently not servicing um, certain areas due to one, illegal connections, another, safety. Expand on that for me, please. Okay. 
in in the area um, we are aware of about 90 transformers 90 that are illegally installed by the community what happened um at at, at stage there were transformers that failed we as escom were supposed to go and fix but then obviously when when we have to go there and fix we need to audit and check and do maintenance on those network that have failed but yes when we have to do that we also have to go in those houses and check who has connected illegally and who is not but then the problem starts when we get the ones that are connected illegally we want to remove them from the network and we want to inform them what is the correct process then that is where the problem starts when because remember when somebody has tempered with the network we need to find that person and they have to pay for the temper fines but the issue is they don't want to come on board when they have to pay for the temper fines and then they go to a point that as escom we say this is the temper fines you need to pay this we come we fix we normalize and then you get electricity then what they do as a community they gather go and buy their transformer from wherever and then bring that transformer get their own electricians within the area connected to our network and then continue to use electricity which that is why we say where there's a transformer that is not installed by escom if it's faulty or something happens to it we are not attending to it and we are not fixing it really i i'm struggling to to understand this issue around the transformers because you say that there are 90 illegal yes. transformers that have been um connected in dipslot but all of these transformers are connected to your network and are running off your network how did it get to a point where escom allows the hijacking effectively of its infrastructure from an end user point of view and that is simply allowed to happen okay we we did not allow uh, what it's happening is that the community right now they don't want us to enter deep slot which that is where i also said it becomes unsafe for our employees to go and work there we have tried in several times to go out and remove those illegal transformers, but the community uh, fights us back and they don't want us to even enter the area, which it becomes difficult for us to go in and remove those transformers. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yes. I'm going to continue with you in a moment. Um, on the line there, you're hearing the voice of Velile Madlingozi. He is the customer services manager for ESCOM in Gauteng. We're taking a look at the situation that is unfolding in Dipslut. It's our focus for Municipal Watch for this week. Right now, it's 10.30. Time for the latest headlines. Um, no, we have not yet given up. It sounds we, like we, you we have. have a process. No, um, there's a process that, uh, a plan that we are in it, um, that we'll be implementing very soon. But yes, for obvious reasons, I cannot just uh, share now, but there's a plan that it's coming. We have not yet given up because we still have a few customers that are loyal to ESCOM and that are paying, and they are getting affected by this power failures that, um, that they are experiencing in the area. 
Well, so well, we well, are whether, going whether, to rectify. Whether you describe them as loyal or not, you have many customers in Dipslot that are either paying or not paying you. Um, really late. That's the reality of the situation. ESCOM is, is supplying that electricity, no? Uh, yes, we, we, we do have quite a number of those. That is why I'm saying we do have a plan which we'll be implementing very soon. So yeah, we will be acting into that. How did it get to this point, Velile, where you have the connection of 90 illegal transformers? Obviously, this is something that was allowed to happen over a period of time. Um, okay, what, what, was, what used to happen eh, when there's a transformer failure in the area? We as ESCOM will go out and fix and uh, restore that without doing any audit or doing any infra- infrastructure audit previously. We will just go back and restore like any other areas. But due to a number of failed equipment that were coming on our side, we said we will go out before we replace any transformer, we'll do the audit, follow that uh, process. And then from then, once we are happy and we've seen that at least 60% of customers are paying or 60% of customers have paid the temper fines, then we will fix the transformer. If that is not done, we will not fix the transformer or we will not do anything. That is when now customers, they opt that instead of paying ESCOM the amount that we want for temper fines, they will gather whatever amount and get a person to go out and buy this transformer somewhere where we, 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 we are also following just to find out where exactly does this come from. And then they will install that. Then they will no longer come but, to ESCOM. But, but Velile, why, why not cut those customers off? Yes. Remember, when the transformer is off, those customers are, have, have been cut off when the, when, when, when the transformer is off. Yes. That is why I'm saying. But, but if, if you're saying that you're dealing with what is here, a high number of people that owe ESCOM don't want to pay ESCOM, surely you would have been justified in cutting off the, the electricity supply. We, we have been cutting off and we have been removing some of the transformers. But then that is why I'm saying that is where they get their unknown electricians to come and do these illegal installations. Where we have removed, they will go and get the equipment wherever and come and install in our network. And when we go, try to remove, that is where now the community starts to fight us and then doesn't want us to touch their network. Lifa, let me bring you in here. Um, What Velile is saying, is that true? Have members of the community simply run amok and are effectively controlling the grid for themselves, which is why part of the problem is also what you're dealing with now, that there isn't a supply of electricity to some areas. I'm happy that you can easily say that the man is not telling the truth. You know, how possible is that that people can afford to buy a transformer and fail to pay escort? You know, and the true reflection is that we, we are not happy about the service of ESCOM in our township. 
what they're doing normally, they always have a blanket approach. We are saying it's not all of us who are not paying ESCO. They are even punishing people who are saying, once you cut off from the level of the, of, 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 of the, the, the transformer, how many people who will be affected there? You know, it means a lot of people will be, will be affected. So ESCOM must be able to help us to say, ESCOM must be able to punish those who are not paying. It can't be correct that even those who are paying, you know, they will be punished uh, because some other people are not, are not paying. But, but if it, I, is, it, is, is it true that members of the community attack ESCOM officials, when they come in, are trying to collect their revenue, are trying to fix their infrastructure? It's not true, my sister. You know, unless maybe was speaking about Tuesday. Tuesday there was a protest. Uh, all the service delivery that were happening in our township were disturbed. So it's not true. In when a you say it was like disturbed, today, when you say it was disturbed, does that include threatening officials? No, 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 no. Hello, Lisa. Hello? Yes. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to it was a protest and, you know, the roads were closed and all that. If he can specifically talk about Tuesday, then we can understand it. But not, I've never seen an incident in whereby um, we'll find community members trying to avoid ESCOM to do their work in our area. We know that ESCOM is one of the services delivered. Velile? Uh, Hello. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, who's the gentleman, Lifa? Mm. Um, yes. Unless, if maybe Lifa is not aware of what is happening in the area or has never engaged. Uh, for instance, Lifa, in last last month we had a public meeting in Deep Slot when we are trying to engage with ward councillors to also explain to say these are the issues and we wanna come. We want to work with the community. The community within Dipslot, they, 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 that is what I'm saying. There are communities that are willing to say, okay, well, now we're willing to pay, we're willing to fix that. Then there's also a community that they are saying, no ways, ESCOM is not going to work in this and ESCOM is not going to take these transformers. That's what I'm saying, unless if um, LIFA has never been in any engagement where ESCOM was in the area trying to um, resolve the issues. And the reality is that, unfortunately, it's not unheard of to hear of communities, especially those segments who don't want to pay for the electricity, um, attacking officials of, of, of ESCOM. It's not something um, that that is new uh, to, to, to our communities on that front. Let me bring in Ntatisi Modingwani, who speaks for the city of Johannesburg. Ntatisi, you are also dealing with residents here that are complaining about a lack of delivery. The issue of roads is is a big one because that is what creates access. The police unable to access certain areas, so then they don't go in. The criminals continue to take over. It makes life difficult for residents as well. So the easy things that can be fixed um, that, that would make a significant impact on the problem that residents are facing here. Okay. Thanks, thanks, thanks very much, Casey. 
Yes, we are aware of some of the challenges that relate to uh, narrow roads, especially in Oklahoma City. Um, one of one of the programs that we're trying to to do uh, and roll out in in Detroit is to formalize some of the informal settlements so that we are able to create settlements that have proper access uh, and so forth. Because what has happened previously is that in some uh, informal settlement, you would relocate people to a better area, and then you'd find that the area that you're trying to clear gets invaded quickly. So that's one of the things that we flagged as a city, and it's something that uh, we have raised with our JMPD so that we move with speed and deal with some of those issues. And and our approach as a city, we feel that, yes, we do have to um, strengthen the intergovernmental relations so that every role player um, that has a role to play in, in Deep Slot come through. Uh, for example, there's complaints around uh, illegal immigrants and so forth that are invading some of the spaces or vacant spaces. Uh, and we need uh, the support of uh, other uh, government departments to be able but, to... But in, in Tadisi, do you agree that when it comes to the informal settlement, the city of Joburg has been sitting by and watching those informal settlements grow because the pace at which they've been growing just over the last 10 years has been extraordinary and it has all happened under the watch of the city. Kathy, issues of informal settlement have been a priority of the city in terms of trying to tackle them, not only in Ditchlot, but in other parts of the city, including in the south. What exacerbated the issue of um, uh, the expansion uh, of these informal settlements was during the COVID-19 period, where uh, certain operations had, were not supposed to be undertaken under the lockdown uh, regulations. So we are now at the stage where we are trying to... Yeah, but in Tadisi, the problem began before COVID. I think it's easy to scapegoat what happened under COVID, but the problem was there even before COVID started. Yes, we, we, we understand. The city, for example, had um, just over 140-something informal settlements throughout. And we have since moved and uh, formalized over 40 of those. Uh, and in some areas, you find that an informal settlement is an informal settlement where you can't formalize, but you have to relocate at all, uh, uh, the, whole, the entire community. And then what, what what's required there is for a new housing uh, development program to come up so that we are able to deal with those issues. But uh, yes, we agree, we, uh, we accept that there has been uh, challenges that we never uh, dealt with uh, effectively, especially in terms of curbing the mushrooming. Uh, of some of these information. Yeah, it, it sounds to me that, that you're, you're trying to solve the problem after the fact. And again, the issue of, of, 
of 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 the growing informal settlement um, in Dipslut is is something that has been on the table for years, and, and you know th- these issues of crime are also not new to Dipslut. Because previously we'd see residents, you know, r- resort to vigilantism, mob mm. justice, and that's been a historic issue. Um, so, so it's something that has happened under the watch of, of, of the city. A- and now, uh, you know, the plan to, to try and formalize this is something that should have happened in the first instance. Let me go to Alfred. Alfred, you're in Dipsuit. Good morning. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm staying at uh, Extension 9. Uh, it's a, also an informal settlement. You know, I just want to agree with the ESCOM just once. You know, at Extension 1 from the robots, uh, the robots, I mean, it's no longer robots because they are destroyed. Mm. From that side, going down to Extension between 1 and 6, there was a street lights. They put those street lights, I think, two times. Uh, towards the elections for people to be able to, to yeah, to be to be safe. But I can tell you, within six months, those street lights will be destroyed. They will be destroyed, and you know what is painful? Uh, that uh, we don't even know who is doing that. But I want to get again to, I want to get again to, uh, to, to speak to Lefa again. I, I appreciate that you guys are trying to resolve the problem, but uh, I'm asking him to also check people who are gamblers, or, or, I mean, people who are playing cards in the streets but during the day. You don't even know where they get money. At night, maybe maybe they are doing all those criminal activities. And also, people who are selling equipment, I don't know if you are aware, if you are aware, Kathy, that uh, when you go to the township, you'll find people busy selling in the streets the electric uh, equipment, like electric or maybe wires or whatever it is. But uh, you'll find that the, they are selling, selling those things. You don't even know the, 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 the sources of the money, where they found those things. So those are the things that I think can also uh, cause the criminal activities. in the, So I was trying to speak to Lefa. Just check on those things as well and see if maybe we cannot resolve the issues of criminal activities in Dipsuit. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Alfred, thanks for the call. Uh, Anonymous, good morning. Hello, Anonymous. Can you hear me? Yes. I just want to mention that it's strange that uh, ESCOM will say 90 transformers. 90, I mean 90. Those transformers have been installed illegally. If they were installed illegally, why can't they involve the what to call police and all these other stakeholders when we see all these raids that are being done and then they cut down? Because remember, for a transformer to be installed, you need an MV line. That line you can't just connect. If they were to cut from the source, there is no way that uh, the whole township will wake up the following morning and connect same time. It will take some time. And if they were to take transformers away, there is no way that uh, people will gather 90 transformers again and then connect in a few time. It will take some time. But lastly, ask him, the insight I have to ask myself, for how long has this been happening? Because it's not like it has been done a month or three months ago. It has been five years. The plan you are talking about 
is it a plan that you have been planning from five years ago? Because we know some townships have got transformers. That has been there for almost 10 years. ESCOM has done nothing about it. And when people report, ESCOM doesn't respond. Lastly, there is a, a portion in Daviton there where it has been reported that ESCOM people are the ones who are connecting. Nobody does nothing about it. And if you get to Krishani now and you ask, you want to be connected, whom must you call? You will be given a name of a person in ESCOM. That person was reported. I don't, I don't want to mention his name. It has been reported several times they've got record, but they can't deal with him. If there is known that if they go and remove, he comes with the very same material, he gives the community, they connect, they continue. If you go to Chris Hani today, behind that area, there is almost 100 houses connected, but they are doing nothing about it and they know about it. Anonymous, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. Those are very valid questions that you're asking for Velile. Velile? I'm still here, ma'am. I, I yes. was listening. Yes, you can answer yes. the question. Okay. Um, then the other thing, firstly, with, when they're saying, why are we not disconnecting or why are we not doing that? Remember, in the area, we have clinic, police station, and the mall. We have to consider those before we can switch off the whole area. Which Those are the things that we can't do now to, in terms of switching off the whole area. Uh, because of the clinic, the mall, and the police station. Okay. And then uh, moving to where saying our employees are doing that. We have also received that saying our employees are doing that. And then, uh, but we don't have the concrete information, as he's saying that there is information. We don't have a concrete information that leads to our employees. Have you we tried investigating not... with the communities to find out yes. who is connecting for them? Um, there, there, there is also a, a case that it's opened now of uh, individual who was doing that. But I can say um, that was not an ESCOM employee, but the case is still open. So There's so still investigation that are Anonymous, let me bring you in that. here. From your understanding of how these transformers work, you are saying oh. that it would be impossible for an ordinary electrician to s simply connect these transformers and have it operate. Exactly. Let me tell you one thing. What Velila is saying there, he needs to be... Uh, uh, I would, I don't know how to put it, but there is things that he knows. Uh, his thinking is telling people doesn't understand how electricity works. To connect ninety transformers, ninety nine zero, KT nine zero transformers will be able to connect almost. We are talking about almost seven to eight hundred customers. How possible is that? Uh, that kind of infrastructure. Okay, let me put it bluntly. The line that you see, uh, Katie, the ones which has got big poles on the street here, on top there where there is wires that you don't even understand where they are going. Those are the lines that are going to supply the transformers. It's either they are 11,000 volts or 22,000 volts. Those wires, if you were to touch them, you, it, it's very difficult for people to connect there if they are not connected with ESCOM. Okay, let me put it this way. Those transformers, if, if you're saying they are connected to clinics and whatever, it's not true. There is no township that has connected their transformers illegally who are connecting infrastructure that is uh, supposed to be connected legally. 
all those transformers are connecting illegal connections. So if you go to where the transformer is, you cut the line on top, everybody connected to that transformer is disconnected. And if mm. you take that transformer away, it will be a struggle for people to get the transformer again. But if you go and disconnect and leave the transformer there, what do you think will happen? On the issue of a person in ESCOM, let me put it this way. Yes, Anonymous? He's gone. He was sharing something important. We lost you for a bit there. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. I'm saying lastly, go to Krisani tomorrow. Is that area is called Krisani in Davidon. Ask people as to, I want to be connected in a shed in Gabon at the back of Kirisan. Who must I contact? They will give you the person who is in ESCOM. You contact that person, he comes and connects you. That is the only in, uh, investigation you need to do. You don't need the hawks. You don't need the, anybody who is a, what to call a, special, a specialist in investigation. Just do that, you will tell me the results. We know these things are happening. Anonymous. Oh. You've made such a valuable contribution to our conversation this morning. Velile, an opportunity for you to respond? Um, okay. The, the the guy was talking about Daviton, so I just need to, to no, be sure the, whether there's no, no, no. an talk, area in Daviton in Dipslut. Yes, you, you can focus on the area in Dipslut that he was talking about. Yes. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's very clued up uh, listening to what he was saying. To connect in those uh, in the network is not just anyone can go and connect. It's only people who are experienced and knows what they are doing. So yes, the technicians that are on site uh, from, from the area, those that are doing these things, they know what they are doing. That's why they are doing that. Anonymous also, is arguing that these are these are in all likelihood ESCOM technicians, but he's also saying that you are not being truthful in to the extent that you say you can't disconnect these transformers. Because if you truly wanted to, you would. Yes, I I I I, I think I've also alluded earlier on that. Transformers that were illegal, when we went in to try to remove them, we were uh, getting resistance from the why don't Why don't you go in with the police? This is state infrastructure that is under threat. That is the property of the state. Why can you not protect it as such? Uh, we've, we've done that previously. Um, as soon as we go, we go back, then they start again. But as I mentioned, also again, what, what do you that, mean uh, you've done that previously? We've 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 went in and removed a few of those transformers. Okay. The ones that were installed, the ones that customers bought from their own pockets, we we did remove previously. Um, I think some of the community members they are very much aware of that. Um, yes, but then after then they've went in and connect again. That is why I said we have a plan that we will be implementing very soon especially for the area yeah it doesn't sound like there's a great deal of commitment to actually addressing the issue uh, mampe uh, mpatlele you, you're one of the street committee uh, chairs in dipsert good morning to you good morning Mpatlele. Uh, yes yes uh street committee member chairperson uh, in extension for dipsert 
Uh, I just want to add to uh, what some of the callers have said and actually uh, say to Mr. Venile that I also say that he is not being very truthful with this matter of uh, electricity and illegal connections in Deep Slot. Uh, I can confirm to you, uh, Katie, that we have engaged uh, ASCOM uh, from Munandi. There is a representative, representative who came from uh, Munandi uh, to Deep Slot meeting with community, with uh, lead, community leaders uh, in, in form of councillors. Uh, in Ward 95, we have met with uh, Mr. Jonathan Mukwebo, I think it is uh, his surname. Uh, we have told Mr. Mkwana that we've, as street committees, we have met with uh, community members uh, to discuss the issue that ESCOM had put to us that uh, we need to start paying uh, so that we can have our transformers and, uh, replaced and our boxes in the houses are replaced. We have been given forms to fill uh, that we agreed to pay 6,000 rents per house so that ESCOM can come and uh, replace the old boxes and replace the transformers uh, that those houses fall and are supplied by the transformers. The as the community, I can tell you the community of extension 4, extension 7, and extension 9. Uh, that is a, a formalized place uh, with mostly RDPs. We agreed to that and we were given those forms and many of us had started paying. But uh, ESCOM never came to, to do anything about it. Our, uh, some, many of the boxes are still uh, non-functional, which ESCOM uh, knows uh, because in our meeting with Mr. Jonathan Mukwebo, we, we told him that we have uh, reference numbers that we reported to ESCOM that we have boxes that are not functioning so that our, the, many of the houses have electricity that is running through the house uh, and we're not able to buy electricity. All right. Mr. Mpatlele, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. We're going to run a bit over with this conversation. We'll continue it after the latest 11 o'clock news. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. We're running over a little bit in our conversation, uh, focusing on Municipal Watch this week, the Deep Slut area really under the spotlight. Uh, joining us uh, as part of this conversation is Lieutenant General Elias Mawela. He is the Gauteng Police Commissioner. We'll get to him shortly. Um, Mompe Mompem Pahlele, who is a street committee chair for Extension 4 in um, Dipslut. And I've, I've given you an opportunity to uh, sort of put your point across. But, but just so that we wrap it up with you, um, Mr. Mpatlele, the point that you're making is that residents have come on board in terms of trying to um, get the, 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 the meters changed, etc. And you believe that the problem has largely been with ESCOM that has been under-servicing the area. Yes, yes. Uh, the problem has been with ESCOM not actually meeting the, the, the community uh, halfway and actually uh, acting on their promises. Now, I, I can tell you that with our engagement with Mr. Uh, Jonathan uh, Mukwebo, he actually alluded to the fact that uh, there are transformers in the, in the informal segment that uh, they know of. Uh, we'll arrange uh, a, I don't know what our can call it, but they will, they will arrange with Metropolis and uh, SA Police to come and do 
uh, the cutting of those illegal connections. Uh, we have, as community leaders, promised ESCOM that we will be part of, the, uh, of that uh, operation. Uh, we will accompany ESCOM uh, to make sure that uh, no other community members of uh, those squatter camps who have connected illegally will intimidate them. We have previously uh, been part of uh, the, uh, what I can call uh, people who protect uh, subcontractors or ESCOM when they, uh, our, our supply line were, were, were cut off by uh, uh, those sources in, uh, that was sub supplying extension 4, 7, and 9. Uh, ASCOM sent uh, their subcontractors or their contractors to come and fix. Uh, and with the, with the concern of uh, them not being safe, the leadership in the area actually organized communities to, to go and actually protect those people working. So what Mr. Venile is saying about community not allowing ASCOM workers into the township is entirely not true. Right. We are still waiting for ASCOM to come and actually do the audits we have agreed, and as I've said earlier, that uh, we have filled uh, the forms that ESCOM had actually uh, provided us with. Uh, many of us had actually started paying towards uh, that 6,000 rents that uh, ESCOM uh, wanted us to pay. But ESCOM has not acted uh, on their side. All right. Mr. Mpatlela, we'll leave it there with you uh, for this morning. Thank you so much for calling in and weighing in on this conversation. Uh, Lieutenant General Mawela, you are the police commissioner of the province. There is a big problem of criminality um, in Dipslut, and by and large, the interventions have simply not been successful, but that seems to be because they're not sustainable, Mr. Moela. Why is it that we haven't had consistent presence of police in Dipslut, consistent patrolling, consistent supply of resources that can make a, a tangible impact on these high crime levels? Uh, <clears throat> good day, Katie, and good day to your listeners so at home, and thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, our approach for, for, for Deep Slot has always been in three phases. The first phase is a stabilization phase followed by the normalization phase and the sustenance phase. So the first phase of stabilization, that's where the police, they go in there in big numbers and then they arrest the lot, they stabilize the police, they bring the levels of crime down. And then the normalization phase, that's where we want all the stakeholders. We want all the stakeholders, government department, public sector, everybody else to can do their part in terms of bringing normality in the area. And then sustenance, it will come there after if normality has been brought into. So what you see happening in, in, in Deep Slot, it's, it's a continuous, forever, never-ending stabilization phase because the normalization phase doesn't kick in. And the normalization phase, I'm talking about the environmental design, the challenges, the socioeconomic uh, challenges which are there on the ground and many other things which are affecting the community does not kick in. So until such time that the normalization phase kicks in, all the whole of government, government go in there, public sector, the communities and everything to bring normality in that will keep on going back to the stabilization phase. But why do you withdraw when very clearly, as you've said, the area is still within the stabilization phase? 
No, uh, we didn't comp- we didn't uh, withdraw. What happened is that there was a, a period whereby, when the deployment, the changeover of the new group comes in, there was a little bit of a delay of those who need to come in, and that was the reason, but not the complete. Uh, what, what do you withdrawal. mean? What, what what was the delay? Explain fully what the delay is. Yeah, you see, uh, when we deploy members on a detached duties, we deploy them on a three-month basis, and then after three months, then we change that group, we bring another one. So so the group which was supposed to be coming in to can relieve that other group, it has delayed their arrival. That's why we had the, the lamp. For how long? No, I think it was plus minus two weeks. And that was enough to to set in motion what we are seeing. Yeah, that was enough. Whereby we 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 started to can see, uh, um, you know, criminals coming back in number. The, 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 the difficulty, of course, is that even when you have officers there, um, you still have a high murder rate. You still having a high rate of crime. Yeah, you see, the, 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 the profile of the area, it has outgrown the deployed resources. Make no mistake about it. You know, when you look at the uh, the population, which is in the, the size of the area, the, you know, uh, with the number of police officers we have there, there will never be enough. But we are trying to can do the best we can with what we have, mobilizing the community to can work with, our, with the communities, uh, the patrollers and everybody else who is a law-abiding citizen who can work with the police so that we reduce the levels of crime. It looks like the criminals know that the police are outnumbered and they're maximizing. Yes, the criminals always, they will, they will grab for whatever opportunity that presents itself. So what needs to happen is that we as the community of that particular space, we need to create a space whereby the criminals, they cannot just come and settle nicely and comfortably in our space. You see, um, one of the issues which the community were complaining about is this influx of, of undocumented persons. The question is, where do these undocumented persons face? They have been harbored by us, the residents. We allow them to can stay in our backyard shacks. Some of the people, they have shacks which are unoccupied and they rent those shacks to the undocumented person. They don't even know where these people are, their names, where do they come from, what are they doing for a living and so forth. And these are the people who are causing havoc in the community. And we call upon our communities to say, please don't invite unknown element within your space. There's nothing wrong by people supplating or renting their properties to other people. But at least know who are these people, what are they doing for a living, so that when you receive a rent money, then you know at least that this person at least is having a a job or a means to can make money and so forth. And then even your conscience, it will be clear. General Mawela, something that's also concerning to me is what ESCOM has to say about the state of affairs in Dipsud because one very much gets the sense that you have state infrastructure that is under threat, that is vandalized, currently being operated illegally in some instances, and ESCOM says it's afraid to go in. Where are the police? Why aren't the police investigating? Who are these people behind their illegal connections? 
Yeah, uh, you know, ESCOM, they need to, because we we don't cut electricity as the police. So if they have a plan to can go and cut electricity, obviously we'll put a plan in place, we'll support them, we'll escort them to the areas where they need to cut. Illegal con- electricity connection in, 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 in Deep Slot is bad. There is also another area called Majam Plan. In Majam Plan there, when you go there, each and every sec, there is cables which are moving, some on top, some on the ground, and all over there is those cables which are all over the area there. But we as the police, obviously, we can't temper with those things. We are not trained to can cut or remove any cable and so forth. But ESCOM, if they want us to can support them when they go and remove those things, we'll gladly do that. We have done that in other areas and so forth. If the local police don't have a capacity to can uh, give that particular support, obviously they know how to can uh, mobilize other resources from elsewhere or specialized units to can support ESCOM. So are you saying that there's no collaborative work taking place between the police and ESCOM to root out the criminality around electricity? No, no, no. They didn't present a plan for us to say support us on this one. But we do have that collaborative work with ESCOM in other areas and so forth. And previously in, in Deep, in Deep Slur, there was a stage whereby uh, ESCOM requested the support. We have supported them. But if they want to do it continuously and whatever until they finish their project, we'll gently do so. All right. Where to from here? Because one certainly doesn't get a sense that there are any long-term solutions to the cri- to the problem of crime in Dipslut. No, it's not about crime alone. It's the issue of the socio-economic factors in, in Deep Slot, uh, environmental problems there, influx of undocumented persons, South Africans who are harboring undocumented persons. So it's a lot of things there which is happening in, in Deep Slot. Right. Normalization phase must, must kick in. The whole of government approach and the public sector working together with the communities there so that we deal with the root causes of crime. Lieutenant General Elias Mawela, we'll leave it there. Gauteng's uh, police commissioner on the line there. You also heard from uh, Veli Lemaglingozi, who is with ESCOM. Uh, Lefankala is a community leader in Dipslut uh, too. Unfortunately, we're completely out of time for this conversation. But so much, as you have heard, to unpack. So much uh, coming out of that conversation and perhaps explains why Dipslut is in the state that it's in today. I'll take some of your voice notes on this issue and then we'll get into our next conversation for this hour.